So what do you think of Journey, you know, getting Arnell Pineda to uh, replace uh, Steve Perry? Um, wait, is that the little uh, the little uh, Asian dude? I forget where he's from. Yes, Philippines. I don't care. He sounds good. So I'm not much of a Journey fan. I mean, they're, they got a couple good songs, but, you know, I heard him. He sounds fine. So what do I care? Well, the thing is, it's uh, don't you don't you agree with the whole thing about you know he, he, you know he, he's just like doing Steve Perry performances you know he's not like adding his own flair to it he's just you know doing what Steve Perry did. Yeah, but that's the same thing people are saying about Tommy Thayer and, and Ace Freely. So, I don't, oh, Ace, know, I, no, I don't Tommy Thayer added added something to the formula though. And... Come on, it's Tommy Thayer. Come on. Have you heard the last three Kiss albums? No, one out of three of them is good. <laughs> so what was the uh, so what was that one metal band where they got uh, the new lead singer from like a uh, from like a uh, like a cover band of, of their own band? That would be Judas Priest. Ah, was that I, a good pick? Yeah. Well, the, he's a good singer, but he was not a good match for Judas Priest. Ah. I was kind of like, oh, they got a new guy because I was really pissed at Rob Halford for. Going off in this weird direction, he did some sort of like uh, industrial metal band called Two, and it really sucked. So <laughs> they get this new guy called Tim Owens, and they called him the Ripper because he he could hit the high notes on this one song called uh, called the Ripper. And and I hear it, and I'm just like, this guy does not deserve to be called the Ripper. He's okay, but he's not Rob Halford. Ah, uh, yeah. he came from like he came from a Judas Priest uh, tribute band. Yeah. Uh, but the second album that he was on was absolutely awful. But there was this one, God damn it, this one Japanese bonus track that uh, wasn't on the American version, obviously. And it's the only song that they let him write. And it was the best song that of his entire tenure with the band. I'm like, why did that? Why did they hide it? Yeah, they had to hide the track and put it on like the Japanese version of the album. I'm like, this should have been like the first track on this album. God damn it. It was pretty bad. <laughs> and then Rob Halford came back, and he did a better Judas Priest tribute band than Judas Priest. Wow. Well, it wasn't really a, a tribute band per se, but you know, he he did a live album where like the second disc was all Judas Priest songs, and it was like it was like okay, we don't need Judas Priest because we have this. Oh my god. Now people also complained about the fact that the old members of the Doors like got a uh, Jim Morrison sound alike and came together again. Oh, did they? Calling themselves the Doors, yeah. Yeah, I remember like right after he died, they tried to continue on without him, and they released maybe one or two more albums, but it was like crap. Nobody was having it. Yeah, well, it was this was recent. This was like a couple of years ago that all the old members came together. They got this young guy who was a Jim Morrison sound like, oh, and man. and people got pissed at them. One of um, one of Sammy Hagar's. For, I think it was his first band. He was in a band called Montrose. And, uh, Montrose? Yeah. Guitarist <laughs> Ronnie Montrose. Anyway, they he left the band after like the second album. And like about 10 years ago, Montrose got back together. But they, they got this singer who was basically a Sammy Hagar sounded like. And he was really fucking good. And then oh. unfortunately, uh, Ronnie Montrose died. And I was like, oh. Uh, yeah. Hey. Hello. Hey, well, you know, like I said, it's just you know, you know, the Arnell Panita guy. He's a, uh, he does sound, he he does sound exactly like Steve Perry. But the thing is, like I said, he's the thing is, you know, in the live albums, Steve Perry always like mixed up the way he sings things up. But you know, Arnell always sings exactly like Steve Perry did on the studio album. Yeah, that's kind of what people say about Tommy Thayer's playing. So they say uh. he's just basically robotically copying Ace Frehley. Do you have a do you have a do you have a horse in this race, Kitty Hawk? I'm not really into music all that much. I mostly listen to like uh, demo scene. Uh, so yeah, demo scene, uh, video game music, electronica, baby metal. <laughs> yeah, I've listened to baby metal. <laughs> Neil, that, I, that I is know adorable. That is. Yeah, it, it is. I, I mean, like, I'm okay with it because it's just cute. Sure, okay, let's. It's Japan. They can do whatever they want. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure how Deal felt about baby metal. I know it exists. Okay. Yes, it yeah. is. It does exist. It is a thing. It is here. 
it's been around for a while. So, you know, it's just I think the West just found out about it. So, like, uh, whoa, what the hell is this? Come check out Comic Connoisseurs. Every week we take a look at the comics that come out and have a roundtable discussion about an awesome comic topic. Want to join in on the fun? Tell us and you can be on the show. Check us out on iTunes and ComicConnoisseurs.com. It's action. It's drama. It's comedy. It's DeCian, the superhero webcomic. DeCian's got superhero antics and sexy girls. Read it now at DeCian.com. D-A-S-I-E-N.com. So we're talking about reviewers that we like, right? Okay. Um, Yeah, because I've got like four that I like that I can think of that I've like consistently watch. Um, The Nerd, um, Mark... Uh, Todd Tucky, he's technically like a pinball repair guy, but his videos are really good. And he does a lot of arcade games too. Mm-hmm. So, and then the red letter media guys. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So these are just reviewers we oh, like, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Those are my four. All right. Well, well, let's get this show started. Uh, Hello, welcome again to Animation Aficionados. Uh, tonight we're having an off-topic show about video games, reviewers, and video game reviewers. And uh, of course, now my co-host, TV's Mr. Neil. Nerds before birds. And also, and also with us is our favorite guest, Kitty Hawk. I can do whatever I want. And uh, you know, just just saying up front here, there's not going to be any controversy in this episode. Yeah, we're going to give you people a break, especially anyone following a certain uh, shitstorm on Twitter at the moment. There's going to be none we of that here. Speak of it more. No more. It's gone. Poof. We're going to talk about happy things. Yay! I like happy things. I'm so happy. So I guess I'll start off. The video game reviewers I typically like are just regular guys who talk about video games because it reminds me of when I was a teenager and, you know, my friends would hang out and we'd, we'd, you know, shit talk about each other's console. Like, I was the Nintendo guy and my buddy Mike was (laughs) the Sega guy and we'd take pot shots at each other all the time and it was all in good fun. Did he ever go to you and say, hey, Neil, Sega does when Nintendo don't? No, but he he would uh, every now and then like if uh, like if a Sega game would would start slowing down, you know, you see like a choppy frame rate. He's like, oh, if I wanted to play a slow game, I'd throw this, I'd put this in the Super Nintendo. I'd be like, dude, you don't oh. understand. <laughs> I, but I I got back at him because like when the GameCube came out and they they put out that uh, <laughs> that Super Nintendo style controller and and uh, and uh, Sonic Mega Collection came out. I'm like, look, Mike. Here's Sega on a Nintendo console, and I'm playing it with a Super Nintendo controller. And he looks at me, he's like, that is so wrong. <laughs> it is so wrong. I'm like, who won? <laughs> but uh, anyway. But everyone anyway, was so happy about yeah. that when that happened. Yeah. yeah. I remember being in school, and like I had my little posse of uh, Nintendo friends. Until my friend, my, my best friend got a like a Genesis, and like then I was like, eh, okay, I can play Genesis as well. Yeah. That'll be fine. Nowadays, just... I, I guess I was I was part of the happy family club of gamers. Yeah. Nowadays, it just doesn't matter because it's all 16-bit. Now we can go back and and play the games really? that we missed because we were all because secretly we were all jealous of each other. We're just like, yeah, yeah I, have, I have this awesome Super Nintendo, and you see like the Sega Genesis games. You're like, I really want to play that Fantasy Star Four. Well, adjusted for inflation, a lot of these are more expensive than the current consoles. So it's like it really was a big deal picking a console because you were basically locked in. Yeah. Like it was was really like I. Oh, yeah. Like, well, like I had a friend who did have like a Genesis and a Super Nintendo. And it was like, whoa. Rich friend. And then I had a friend who had a TurboGrafx-16 and like, yeah, that guy. I had a friend who had a Neo Geo. Oh my god! Yeah, that person's rich as fuck. Oh my and god! He, yeah. And he clanked when he walked. I'm glad Neil got the reference. Yeah, I got it. So anyway, this this long intro that I'm building up. Uh, one of the best shows that I think is on YouTube. By the way, these are all. I'm pretty sure most or all of these are going to be on YouTube. So unless we say otherwise, so. The the one that I think is pretty good is this one called GameSack, where it's like one guy's an, a Nintendo fanboy and this other guy's a Sega fanboy, and they both 
they kind of have some like admiration for each other's uh, choice of console, and they take pot shots at each other, and it kind of reminds me of what we did as kids. Well, it, it, and but the thing is, is that when you go on the attack, you do sort of get like more buzz. Like everyone loves a cat fight. I mean, like everyone loves a fight, yeah. but it only goes so far. That's the thing. Like I think like a lot of like you want to stay positive because going positive actually like in the long run is better you know like that's why i kind of like um well i like mark from classic game room because he is positive because he's like even when a game sucks he tries to find something good about it you know he he digs hard on some games but you know he tries to find something good to say about it and he's that actually makes me come back to him because I actually trust him. Because like when a game really does suck, he will say it sucks. Right. Well, he's not I... a kind of guy where it's like he's like really extreme in his his opinions. He he's mostly word, about. He doesn't have the word angry in his name anywhere. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll get to him. Um, but Mark <laughs> is like one of the best reviewers I think I I've seen just because like he is fair. And he reviews everything. And well, I don't. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about the other angry person. I uh, yeah yeah well yeah that guy too. Um, no, <laughs> uh, but uh, but you know well, what? I think we're, well, we're talking an, about guys we like. <laughs> but uh, if we're talking about another another video game reviewer that uh, I actually like, it's uh, it's the uh, gingered uh, uh, comedy god. Oh, uh, Conan. Conan, yes. Yeah. He doesn't go by Conan. <laughs> Regis Philbin called him that for 20 minutes. Well, yeah. that's Regis. Well, Regis Philbin is also, uh, like, you know, kind of senile, so. <laughs> but, uh, but okay, uh, Clueless Gamer is hilarious because, because it's just Conan being himself. He's like, he, 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 he doesn't understand Wasid on PC games. And... <laughs> <laughs> it, it watch him play Slender, and it's hilarious because he he's not frightened one bit because he doesn't understand the whole Slenderman meme, and he's like, "Why am I running from a tall Slender guy?" It's it. <laughs> it well, it's, it just shows like how like a lot of the mythos plays into that game, so that's kind of that's kind of cool commentary. And it's 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 he's actually hilarious because when he does find a game that he does like, it is it is actually really funny. Because he was actually really getting into GTA, mm. which I thought was hilarious. Mm. Because he was, because <laughs> what when Conan plays uh, GTA, the, the the first thing he did was kept on going to the strip bar and kept on getting kicked out. Okay. Because <laughs> okay. because he was told here's this open world you can do whatever you want to and that's what he did. <laughs> well, it's good that he's doing like game shit on TV because yeah. like. It's exposing like older Gen Xers and Boomers to um to what's going on actually with like you know what those kids and those video games. There we go. That's what's going on with kids and video games. It also kind of reminds me of uh, the kids react videos because sometimes yeah. they'll hand them old video games and they'll try to play it and they're kind of like that where they're like, "What's going on?" Like I watched like one today. Punch outs. Where, yeah, they're they're playing Punch Out and they're like they're like what. The, is, Three of them lost to Glass Joe, and I'm like, I oh saw my that. god! I was so disappointed. Yeah. I anyway. I mean, well, those React videos are great, anyways. As a little side, as a little side note, when they showed, uh, uh, you know, elders react to Elvis. I mean, you, there are some grandmas that are like going crazy about seeing Elvis videos again. I mean, like totally crazy. One guy actually says he knows the guitar player for Elvis's band. I'm like, wow. It's uh, but yeah, back to video games. Um, uh, one guy I have to say that I actually thought was pretty good was uh, Jeremy Johns. Uh, he does movie reviews as well, but his review style is is very, if, if I have to say, it's very correct for a reviewer. It's basically him staying in front of just a, a backdrop and he just talks about what his impressions are on the video game. He's like, oh, I play this game. It's fun. It's, you know, the controls are a little weird here and there. And it's like, it's like two, three, four minutes tops of him just talking about his impressions on the game. Ah, okay. Yeah, this this looks like, yeah, this is kind of stuff I like too. Like, you know, when the guy is just talking to you, shows you the game, mm -hmm. doesn't 
like just I mean I like the skit okay like I like the nerd you know angry video game nerd I got I like him a lot I like the skits they're really cute and CGR you know like classic game room kind of does skits too but they're more like Mark is like playing around with a toy or something like that whereas like nerd is like let's actually have like us fighting Abraham Lincoln and things like that which is actually pretty funny well, Mark I'm is okay. just Mark has this whole thing going on now where he's supposedly in outer space. It's like this. Oh yeah. This, well, that's for the that's for the Blu-ray for the Best of Classic Game Room. There's yeah. going to be an overarching storyline going on in it. Oh God. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> but it's it's really cute and like every now and then he'll be outside and he'll be like, "Here we are outdoors," <laughs> and of course this is a simulation you see because we're actually in space. Yeah, because like uh, look, the, look, that tree is like totally fake and and. That dog, I don't know how that dog is alive. Like, also the the going to get a Sega Saturn video is possibly one of the best videos I've watched. Like, is a tree like any other tree if you don't have a Sega Saturn? <laughs> I don't know. I'll find out in two hours. And and it's just moments like that, like him just talking about his Sega Saturn, and then he's like, "Have I mentioned C- Silverhawks? I need to mention Silverhawks." He's writing this down. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark is just perfect, and I actually have backed his Kickstarters just because, like, his webcomic is just like, okay, he thinks panels are pages, but that's okay because each panel is jam packed with awesome. Like, there's at least like two jokes per panel, and the <laughs> line, Lord Carnage, your viewers, your your listening ship is three billion, which is down by three percent from last week. And just like wind squid and all that, I just love I just love that because he like he adds little bits, but it's mostly about the review. Like, and you can have little bits, just don't make it the main part. I guess yeah. is the thing. I, I I'm okay with you having skits if your review portion is really awesome. Like Todd, okay, like there's this guy named Todd Tucky. He owns TNT Amusements in mm. um, Pennsylvania. And I'll, I'll link to him because y'all don't know who he is. Uh, he, okay. He's been doing, yeah. Um, he's been repairing and selling pinball and arcade machines for like like about 40 years or so, I guess. Um, and his videos are actually really good. Uh, he, he shows you the whole machine. He shows you the inside of the pinball machine or arcade machine. He shows you, he actually, the people who work on it are part of the show too. And they have, like, a meme going on right now with that song, Happy. Like, it'll be playing in the background. And then Todd shows up and he says, stop playing that song. And then he breaks a record. He pulls it out of a record player, breaks the record. And then the the guy who's playing it pulls another one out. And so it's just a cute little meme going on in the background. But most of it is, like, here's a pinball machine. Look at how awesome this pinball machine is. And let me tell you about everything about this pinball machine. And then sometimes he rambles into other stories, but those are awesome too. Yeah. So I really recommend like if you're into arcade games or pinball machines, he is like the guy to watch because he knows practically everything. And if he doesn't know it, his cameraman Frank knows it. (laughs) And his cameraman Frank has been making circuit boards for the pinball machines like by hand. So he's like crazy awesome. That's crazy awesome. Yeah, so, I, I mean, if I ever have to get, like, a, my arcade machines fixed, I'm probably going to go to him. Because, like, he knows his shit. Ooh. Yeah. Here's some here's some interesting news. Um, uh, Dr. Hank Cheen, uh, the plastic surgeon who's, whole, who's held the uh, Donkey Kong World record, has just been dethroned. Mm. By the Donkey Kong World record. Oh, it's been... De- oh, shit. Been dethroned by... a gamer named Robbie Lakeman. Ah. Lakeman's score, L- Lake score is uh, 1,141,800. $32,000 higher than Shane's previous score. Damn. Well, congrats, dude. Yes. You, ha- you have the high score. That entitles but yeah, um, a killer mullet. Who else do we like? Because like, uh, well, like I mentioned Todd's, Matt. Well, we, mentioned, we mentioned the angry video game nerd. I'm going to bring up the redemption of uh, Mike Matei. Just because, okay. uh, or is it, I think it's Mike Matei. Mike Matei was kind of uh, infamous for a certain video he did a while back 
Uh, videos. Involved, yeah, multiple videos, but there was one in particular that involved uh, Sesame Street, and I don't think I need to go any further because, uh. yeah. But anyway, after a while, Mike and James started doing this video series together called Mike and James Mondays, where it's just them sitting next to each other playing video games, usually old ones. And again, this is this goes back to the two buddies just hanging around and playing games theme that I think is really cool. For Mike, it really shows off what, what he was like good at, which is that he's like this this fucking savant at playing video games. Like one of them, they just like handed him uh, Mike Tyson's punch out. I think they used the code to go right to the end. And most hmm. people, you know, if they're out of practice, they'll just get destroyed by Mike Tyson, even if they're good at the game. He fucking beats it. And I'm like, yeah. oh, wow. And he, he's actually pretty knowledgeable, although every now and then they'll have, like, uh, Pat the NES funk on, and Pat just kind of schooled him. <laughs> and I'm oh. like, how, how many how many uh, sprites they can fit on the screen at once? Because Mike's like, they should have all four turtles on the screen at once. It should, it should, it should be compatible with the four-player adapter. And Pat's like, um, actually... Uh, so, yeah but otherwise mike and james mondays is really good you know even if it you know it'll wash the taste of uh elmo and Grouchland out of your mouth i mean like i knew about that but like once i saw those videos i agreed like I, mike should not really like i'm gonna say this and i don't mean it meanly is mike should be with someone else like yeah. Like, I, I like it better when he's paired with someone else. Because yeah. he tries too hard to be funny by himself, and he goes into really weird territory. His mind just goes to places that should not go to. Well, yeah, he just needs, you know, if we just show him as, like, a gamer, that's that's probably the best way, yeah. But right. I did enjoy those those segments. Those were really good, and it felt really like you were, like, with two people just gaming. It felt okay. really nice, like, to watch. You were just like, yeah. Yeah, that's what it's like. Well, it's good. That actually makes me want to bring up another gamer I do like uh, on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> you know, lots of, lots of flack for saying this, but I actually do like some of John Tron's videos. Well, John Tron's okay. He's yeah. okay. Yeah, he's it's you know sometimes he kind of irks me, but but it's fun. It's actually you know and and the little skits are kind of cute too. I mean, well, Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong is cute. I mean, it's uh you know you know we're not we're gonna avoid the controversy of talking about. Other things that happened to John Tron, yeah. but, uh, but but uh, I I do enjoy some of his videos because at times I think he has the ability to be a funnier person than he is now, which is a which is high praise in my opinion because because I think he has potential to be even better. Yeah, oh he, he he's good and he is an inspiration. I like a lot of people I know who like watch those uh type of like you know, let's plays and like reviews and such. They really like him. Like when I first started getting into like watching the review shows, he kept coming up as a recommendation. Mm. Um, so he's probably like a gateway drug is what I'd say. <laughs> and uh, funny enough, he actually did do a video review of uh, a food site. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I saw that's actually, I, that's how I got introduced to him. Yes, the old food fight. I'm going to yeah. add that to my watch yeah. list right now. Yeah. <laughs> because food fight is like the reason to have a, have an Atari 7800. No, no, not that food fight. Food. Oh, I'm going to take that off the watch list. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We've already done that ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that was hilarious. I'm going to put... Because I thought it was something else and... Uh... No, not that. I, I no. was fooled. <laughs> no, I never tricked again. Uh, oh, we haven't mentioned uh, the Red Letter Media guys. Oh yeah, yeah they're video game they have, a, they have a side channel now, don't they? I forget. Yeah, what it's, it's called, called Previous Previously Recorded. It's um, uh, who's on? Who's on that? Um, it's like the uh, guy with the glasses. Plink, it's not, Plinkett and the yeah. guy with the glasses. I'm so bad with names. I'm it's, so it's, sorry, it's, guys. It's, I it's love the, you guys. It's, it's the comic book nerd guy out of their stable and the uh, ball guy. It's, it's Rich and Jack. That's it. Rich yeah. Evans and Jack. Yeah, and you see, they have been so dead on with like all their reviews, like so far. Like Mario Kart 8 was dead on, and Sonic. Sonic really made me rethink Sonic. Neil, I showed that to Neil, and Neil had some disagreements about that one. I, so I actually great. thought of, I thought, I mean, like, okay, I I enjoy Sonic 1, 2, 3, 
and the Sonic and Knuckles thing. I will say that I enjoy them, but they are, but their criticism is correct. It's, um, there are places where like, why is Sonic not running right now? And Knights is Sonic perfected, I would say. Because after I thought about it, I was like, yeah, and Knights is actually what they were really going for with Sonic, but they couldn't, they tried to do it 2D and it kind of works in one, but like by the time they got to three, they just started trying to do such crazy stuff. It just, it ruined the game. Mm. Like you can start to see that they're trying hard to try to evolve Sonic, but it's not quite there. So I kind of agree. And that's actually when I said, yeah, these guys know what they're talking about with that video. Titanfall, I was like, I'm not going to play Titanfall. Yeah. But the, the one thing I had to say is, you know, this is actually really great because uh, pre- previously recorded and the Red Letter Media team, I mean, they could have gone with just Plinket reviews. But the thing is, they had serious balls in diversifying their portfolio to the level they did. Because they didn't well, Plinket, just go... Well, Plinket wouldn't play video games. That's that's part of the... Ex- exactly. But yeah. it's also the, the amount of uh, diversification they did. It was more than just, oh, let's just do a half in the bag where we talk about recent movies. It's like, let's do that. Let's do worst of the worst. Let's do wheel of the worst. Let's do previously recorded. It's well, like they, 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 they diversified their portfolio so well that if any one show took a hit, they, they can still survive. And I well, think that, like, that's very commendable. But like, uh, I think it's more that the the guy they're just like now they have more money so they can actually start doing other shows. Like, because like the thing is is like once you hit a certain point, like CGR has undertow and sub shows. So like these guys have like grown it to the point where they can do that, which is really cool that we. That actually now, like, I I guess, like, review shows for me are really special because it's sort of like what I've always wanted TV to be, which is on demand. And, you know, there's a lot of it to choose from, not just like there's only four media companies and like all their channels are the same. And you hear these like you hear like, okay, so like Todd Tucky is like trying to get a reality TV show with his show and I'm I, I want him to have it because I know it actually would like be kind of cool because like then more people would be exposed to him but the, at the same time I'm just like I don't want that to happen because then the show will not be as good anymore because mm. I won't get to see actual like pinball like that's that's a good see, point seeing it yeah because like I think the reason that like people like review reviews so much is because they're not bound by like the constraints of like the sponsor, the actual media company. Um, what other reviewers are like, you know, cause I've like mentioned a few and um, yeah. Uh, my friend B actually does a really, uh, really cute reviews. She just did uh, Tex Murphy under a killing moon. Um, it's B plays games and. Wait, really the old, happy- the old, uh, the old, uh- Text yeah, that, yeah, the old Tex Murphy games. Because what happened is, is Trevor was playing the new one that just came out, and she was watching it, and she was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. And so he said, well, you should totally review these. And so if you search for B Plays Games, uh, Tex Murphy, uh, you'll be able to see it. She plays about 20 minutes in. And I'm actually really that's, – that's really cool that we can actually go back and review these older games because – I'm going to admit that as a gamer, I'm kind of like recently games have sort of felt stale, you know, like with the exception of a few new ones that have come out, like, um, do, 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 do. Gunball is good. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm not trying to be like down on games. It's just that it seems that like every E3 now, it just feels like, and first person shooter and first person shooter. And I'm just like, oh my God, it's just platformers. But with guns. Well, it, to me, it feels like it feels like uh, here's uh, blah 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 four, blah blah blah. Yeah, five. exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, Mario Kart. Yeah. Well, we, we don't want to get too negative, but the thing is, is that I'm glad that we have these reviews because I actually have been like introduced to games that I had not previously played because it was like, what they made that? Holy shit! I'll have to try that out. You know. And it's it's good that we have and like in some cases where like if the game is like super fucking rare and or like you can't play it because of like 
technical reasons, it's nice that we have these people able to do it and show us, like, especially like with Odyssey, like you can't really get that working anymore unless you have special, unless you're willing to go get a compatible TV and all this other shit. So it's very good that we have these historical records Mm -hmm. of these things working. It's very important. Like, I'm really happy that Todd Tucky goes over all of the pinball machines because like, I mean, I love pinball, but it's going to disappear at some point. And it's good that we have these records of how these worked and all that. We live in an amazing time. Does he have a baby Pac-Man? Yes, he actually has a baby Pac-Man. Oh, Watch his latest God. videos. It's in the background. You can actually call him up and ask him about it. Hmm, okay. Can, yeah, can yeah. I call him and ask him about Battletoads? Uh, he actually has a canned response for that, so no, don't do that. Um, he actually will make fun of you and find out who you are. <laughs> so he's not, he's, don't, don't mess with Todd Tucky. Okay. Because um, he does this really awesome segment called Nutty Letters, where he, he reads the letters from people who try to fuck with him, and it's really great. Awesome. Yeah, he's really. I really like Todd Tucky. He is like troll. He's got troll blood, and he's just lots of dad jokes. And and he built his daughter a black. Took a black hole pinball machine and hollowed it out and made a crib for his daughter. And it still had the working um, spinning thing on the back glass. Mm. So yeah, this guy's awesome. <laughs> Don't mess with Tucky. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of good reviewers out there that, you know, people really should like. The thing is, is that there's a lot of positive view reviewers out there and like they need to be celebrated for like bringing the joy of old games, new games to people, you know, broadening their horizons. So they're not just playing first person shooters or whatever one genre they're into. They can learn about awesome new genres yeah the, the happy ones are like some of my favorites like uh i mentioned pat the nes punk already but he he's yeah, this yeah. guy who's just got this huge nes collection and he he really loves his nes so you know that's kind yeah. of he's a little skitty but you know he's not bad yeah. I, think I mean like skits aren't bad yeah he's he's kind of funny and he's got this he's got this face that just He's just naturally funny, and he's got these like I I made fun of his eyelashes once in a chat room. I don't remember what what stream <laughs> I was watching, but I'm like, oh yeah, Pat NES, Pat the NES punk and his uh his uh really effeminate eyelashes or something like that. And he and then I noticed he was in the chat. I'm like, oh shit, because <laughs> I did I have nothing against the guy. I was just making fun. yeah but, yeah Pat, you're awesome. So I hope you didn't take that personally. And then, of course, you have the happy console gamer and the happy video game nerd. <laughs> both awesome. Both basically like, I want to do a channel where I just talk about awesome games. And they're they're like new school, old school, everything. And, yeah. then, uh, and then there's this one guy called Metal Jesus Rocks. And this guy used to work at Sierra. And he, he does a lot of like hidden gems videos where he talks about like stuff you may not have played on the Genesis or the Super Nintendo. And he even does PC games. Yeah. I love PC games. And just like Mark from Classic Game Room, he is a vinyl aficionado, and he'll oh, show off his vinyl. Yeah. So, he'll show off his vinyl collection like all the time. So you got, you should check that guy out. That guy's awesome. And now, he's got will, great hair. I've got a funny story about Mark because like um, I love Mark. Mark is like one of my favorite things in the world. But I had a friend over and he was watching and he he was like, I don't get this. I don't like this. And this guy forces me to watch Louie all the time. I fucking hate Louie. Now, I like Louis C.K., but I hate the show. It's just a bunch of glurge and, and I love my kids. So anyway, so he's watching. He's like, ah, ah, I hate this. I'm like, this is how I feel when you force me to watch Louie. And then he went, oh, I see what you mean. And I was like, yep. But this is better because he's holding a bone controller because this was the new new Ness episode yeah. uh, with the bone controller. And he went, wait, he has one of those? Oh, my God, my opinion of him has changed. So, <laughs> I love the bone. <laughs> I know, but, he, but no, he, this made him like, this made him like Mark. Because he was like, oh, I love, that con- I love that controller. I love Mark. Mark knows what's good. 
Yeah, I know. I like. I'm like, and then he saw. Then I showed him the one with uh, the Top Gun, uh, like handheld, and he said, "Oh my God, he has the vinyl." I'm like, yes, because Mark is cool. Mark is awesome, and I'm totally getting that laser disc case for the best of classic game room. I don't care. That's just too cool. Laser disc. Wait, he's actually putting it on laser disc. No, no. Okay, oh, okay. Oh. He. He he has a special edition. There's on the Kickstarter. One of the rewards is you get the DVDs and the Blu-rays in a laserdisc case. Oh, like, okay. Yeah, like in a sleeve and everything. But he said, if I could, I would have put it on laserdisc. But nobody presses laserdisc anymore. Because that would be so awesomely hipster. <laughs> I, I, I would totally pay for the Laserdisc version. In fact, I would try to hunt down a Laserdisc player just to play it. So, because <laughs> mine's in America, so you know I can't get to that one easy. Oh Laserdisc. Well. I love Laserdisc. Bring it back. Anyway, but yeah, lots of good positive reviewers. People should check them out. You know, they're fun to listen to when you're drawing, which is awesome. Yeah. Yep. Just good shows, and this is what TV should be. So y'all, cut the cable, get on, get online. There's lots to watch. Yes, there is, and uh, like I said, it's uh, one thing. They're not reviews per se, but one thing that uh, you know, the last couple months I've been just watching the hell out of these speed runs at the because it seems like every year there's a speed run convention of a sort where people do speed runs and people pay money. To watch these speed runs uh, or make recommendations for speed runs, and it, this is all money that goes to cancer research, so it's actually a good cause. Oh yeah. And uh, and the thing is, uh, people donate money, and they say, you know, donate fifty dollars to save the animals or to kill the animals, and what they mean is, uh, is when you play a game, there are like you know baddies that are animals, and you either run through the level and try to not kill them, or run through the level and kill all as many as you can all the way through you know that sort of thing yeah and uh, the thing is uh one one guy i watched <laughs> beat super punch out blindfolded completely awesome. blindfolded so he's just listening uh, well neil had this theory that the punch super punch out is a rhythm game yeah it, it pretty much is i mean you're it it does have a predictable um pattern and uh he the, a different guy played regular punch out blindfolded and got all the way to Mike Tyson blindfolded. He had to take the blindfold off for Mike Tyson though. Aww. Well, that I mean, it is it is fucking hard. So, like most people cannot even like get to that point. So. And he I, did blindfolded. I admit it. I yeah, admittedly, I, I, yeah, what? I would yeah. have called shenanigans if he beat Mike Tyson with the blindfold on. That, that's not possible. Yeah, I mean, unless you were like really good at listening, but like you can't. No, I don't. I can't think of a way you could do it. No. <laughs> no, it because the sound comes after the motion, so there's no way unless you were unless you had figured out that there is a pattern, a real pattern. But I but I remember the later ones don't really have there there are patterns, but they're a little harder to follow. So, like, it's not completely random, but. Yeah. But like I said, the, watching this guy beat super, this other guy beat Super Punch Out all the way blindfolded was amazing, even though it is technically an easier game. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, well, super yeah, Super Punch Out. Yeah, I can I can get pretty fat far in that game. So. Because because he, he says he says things like that's about seventeen thirty two and everyone laughs because it is. Because, <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, Actually, the one thing that was really cool is watching these, watching them when they do races, where you have two people doing a speed race on Mega Man X, and and they both do different orders because one person says, "Well, if you do this order, you can save 17 seconds," and the other person says, "Well, but if you do this order, you can gain that, you can you can cut off 20 seconds by doing this boss this way." And it's like, wow, we're talking about people that shave like two to three seconds difference. And and that is just a level of OC. I, I just don't think I I could match. I mean, yeah. because yeah. because they're saying things like you don't want to 
if you're doing a speed run, you don't want to fight uh, the robot mass masters using their weakness because there's a there's an extra second flash of invulnerability the the master has when you hit them with an attack versus hitting them with the regular lemon shot. And right. Oh, interesting. On the topic of people doing races, uh, oh yes, opposite end of the spectrum would be the. Uh, uh, it wasn't Jontron, it was Proton John who did the the four player uh simultaneous battle toads. Yeah, race. yeah. And it's extremely long, but it's so fucking funny because not only are these people bad at playing battle toads, but um, Proton John was a boss. Well, yeah, he was he was kicking ass, but it was funny watching the other guys kind of fail a lot, especially the one guy who was stuck in the snakes forever. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And he put achievements into the video. So yes. it was like... Uh, Ernie's Revenge. Yeah, Ernie's Revenge if you get killed by the rubber ducky you know, so many times, or like... Oh, my whoever Whoever smelt it, dealt it if you get killed by gas, and so many great, like, faux achievements. It was fucking hysterical in... That's that's one of those things, one of those gems on on YouTube that like you you could never have without the internet. One thing that was one thing that was really cool about that one it was technically Proton John could have finished twenty minutes earlier if not the fire the fact that he broke his controller <laughs> right before right before right before the the what's it called the the wheelie thing. Oh fuck that stage yeah. <laughs> he broke his controller right before that doing the rat race and that's that's what kept him in that stage for like 20 extra minutes. <laughs> wow. And uh, actually I showed Neil a speed run of someone who did legit battle toads without warps in 20 I've minutes. Seen that. Yeah, and, I've seen that. And you know, Neil said to me, "Oh man, he's he's exploiting glitches left and right here, Ben." <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much the only way you can do that. Um Oh, speaking of things that can't, we really shouldn't watch recorded. There's also like live events now, like on Twitch, like uh, like the po- Twitch plays Pokemon. Yes, which right. we all know about. Yeah, and those things are like I I came in and out on that. I mostly just followed the here's what happened today because it kept going. And now the new one is Fish plays Pokemon, in which a beta a beta is um swinging around a tank. And depending on where it is in the tank, that's what gets pressed. <laughs> the guy, I watched it for a while, and it looked like the fish was just sort of going in a circle. So it, that one didn't go so well. <laughs> yeah. But Twitch Plays Pokemon was possibly one of the funniest things I'd ever watched because it was just, it, there were religions around it. Like, it was just sort of like, it was a great event. I have to say like that was a really good idea. And that's the only thing that's like something like you can only see on the internet. It's not really a review, but it it's also kind of shows that Pokemon is kind of easy because it can be played by random people on the internet <laughs> doing random things. <laughs> yeah. But Pokemon's okay game. It's just right. it's an easy RPG. But yeah. Yeah, and as far as reviewers go, it every now and then like someone will come up with a with a new unique idea that's like just mind boggling mind boggling that somebody didn't think of it earlier. Like uh, <laughs> Wario had the you can play this series where it was just like him taking Famicom games and like and showing them like like look this, there's barely any Japanese in this game and if you you know you can just you know get up get like a a Famicom like Honeybee converter and like put this in your Nintendo and this is pretty easy and that was that was a really cool idea and like no one else was really doing that and uh, another another really good one that just started I think last year was the show called Port Center where it's like this guy who's talking about uh, ports of games you know, back in the day when like if something was on Super Nintendo and Genesis it would be completely different sometimes and he mm-hmm. and he goes through like uh, you know, the changes that are made. It's a really cool show. And sometimes he does jokey ones. Like one time was uh, Tetris got, got ported into a, uh, a Jenga game or something. And it, it's, it's really, it's a really cool and unique show. And I, it's like one of the ones that whenever I see it updated, I'll, I'll rush to go watch it. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. I'm going to have that, to, uh, I'm, because that's like a that's like an argument that's kind of lost on uh, kids today. Because like everything is the same now, 
Whereas back then we had we just argued the shit out of like which version of Street Fighter was better. It's like it's like the fireballs are too slow on the Super Nintendo. It's like yeah, but the audio sucks on the Genesis. <laughs> audio often did suck on the Genesis. Yeah, it sounded like robot farts and uh, that 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 chip. Yeah. And there there are people who will stand by that chip, and I I don't I just don't get it. I mean I understand the the. The soundtrack to Streets of Rage, but that was kind of like a freak of nature because the guy who did the music for that was just like a pro and he knew how to yeah. make the system sound good. Yeah, like uh, most, t- like, okay, like I like Devil's Crush, which is on Genesis and on what's called Dragon something or other on uh, Genesis, and it's also on uh, TurboGrafx 16. The TurboGrafx-16 version sounds a hell of a lot better. Oh, yeah. And that's just stupid. Like, I'm sorry, that, that's an older system, and yet it, it's, it sounds better. So I'm like, oh, it's like, I wish I could have the sound from the, the TurboGrafx-16 version with the graphics of the Genesis version, and I have the perfect version. Right. But, meh. Yeah. But, yeah, I'll have to check that out, because I, I really like the idea of, like, what if it was like this? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so, uh, yeah, I think we've, have we exhausted? Or, I've exhausted pretty much my list. I think we have too. Well, I, I have just one more and that would be Joey okay. Rue of uh 16 bit gems, which is, you know, just, you know, same theme has been the entire episode is just 16 bit games. He, he talks about, uh, you know, Sega Genesis, super Nintendo, and sometimes, uh, um, Turbo graphics. I kept wanting to say uh, the, the other one. Uh, PC Engine. Yeah, PC or... Engine. Yeah, no, yeah. Right. yeah, the PC Engine. He talks about like all all 16-bit games, and it's usually like usually it's like a hidden gem, or it'll be like uh, you know not not really something that's unknown, but it's like lesser known. You know, like he goes after yeah, like like Soul Blazer and games like that. And he, yeah, or it, well, Illusion Gaia maybe can be considered kind of rare. So. Yeah, he, he did all three of those games, uh, including uh, Terranigma, which is... Uh, Terranigma's okay. Uh, I kind of... Uh, I don't know. That's I'm sorry, like, I'm laughing. That, that's like the one that I kind of lost interest in almost at the I'm end. La- I'm only laughing because I, too, lost interest in Terra... I played a little bit of Terranigma, but I think I just like sort of went... I don't know yeah. about this. It yeah, wasn't as compelling as Soul Blazer or or uh, Illusion of Gaia. Yeah, so. Soul Blazer was kind of uh, kind of I don't want to say half-assed, but it was kind of just primitive for the Super Nintendo. And yeah, even that I was able to finish that in Terranigma. No, uh, yeah, you people in uh, Europe, you know, I, I'm not sure you got greatest deal on that one. <laughs> I think Terranigma was an interesting experiment, and uh, Illusion of Gaia was just. Illusion of Gaia was basically a more perfected version of Soul Blazer, and it worked. Whereas Terranigma was kind of okay. This is kind of interesting, but I, I am not engaged at all. It's, yeah. Anyway, so, I'll yeah. To, I'll play I'll play it again one day, or maybe yeah. I'll just go watch someone play it. <laughs> that's yeah, actually I what I should. That's do. what I did. I just I just stopped playing and I watched the ending on a Let's Play, and I'm like, okay, I'm done with this game. See, that's why we watch Let's Plays and things like this, people. You don't have to play these games. People will do it for you. Ah, that's great. But, yeah, mm-hmm. that's my last recommendation is Joey Rue, 16-bit gems. Uh, YouTube Joey Rue is the guy that no one can say anything bad about. I mean, he gets he, – he is uh, – and he it's well-deserved because he is extremely fair in what he does and how he does it. And he conducts <laughs> himself in such a professional way that he does deserve the passes he gets. Yeah, he's very fair, and uh, he's the YouTube channel is uh, Clan of the Gray Wolf. And I, at first, when I found it, I was like, "Wait, his name is Rue, and it's Clan of the Gray Wolf. This better not be a furry site." Oh. But it's not. It's not. Clan of the Gray Wolf is uh, one of those uh, uh, Romance of the Three Kingdom games. Yeah. Of which he is apparently a very big fan. That's awesome because I love those games. Played the shit out of them as a kid. Yeah. Oh, anyway. Yeah, we I think we got a good we got a good smattering of different styles that we've mentioned and Yes. 
Yeah, so I think, like, this was really good, because, like, these are all, like, really good reviewers. It's all positive. It's about the games, which it should be, I think. Yeah. Like, let's all get along, man. Well, that's never going to happen, but at the same time, we can focus on accentuate the positive, so they say. Yeah. It's also a song. But uh, to wrap this up, uh, this show's Ben. With TV's Mr. Neal. And Kitty Hawk of Sparkling Generation, Valkyrie Yuki, SGBY.com, your one-stop shop for sexy fun. And we're saying good night. Bye. All right. Living is good, good, good. Sorry. That's <laughs> that's how that? every that's how every Todd Tucky video ends with that song. Uh. It's time for intermission, boys and girls. Do you like retro shows? Did you grow up in either the 80s or the 90s? Then tune into Telecast, GeekCastRadio.com's newest podcast. Join us here on the telecast as we revisit some of your favorite shows, such as Clarissa Explains It All, Salute Your Shorts, Saved by the Bell, and much, much more, only on GeekCastRadio.com. Are you looking for a weekly dose of gaming news and retro? And check out Off the Cuff, available Fridays on GeekCast Radio Network from the producers of XRG. New name, same... Yes, that's right. We have traveled to Eternia to enter Castle Grayskull. Join Optimus Solo and TF2 and Mike as they find themselves telling tales of Eternia. We cover all things He-Man in this 45-episode-long podcast. You can find us on iTunes and www.geekassradio.com. By the power of Grayskull, we all have the power. And now, back to the show. So I take it your week's been well, Kitty Hawk? It's been pretty good. Um, went to Oz Comic Con on uh, Saturday um kind of glad i you know didn't go for two days because apparently some of the panels were happening uh both days so i was like so what's the reason to come both days answer probably not much actually very well run like uh they had little scanners people with scanners that could just scan your phone uh scan the qr code and then you could just get into the they give you a little bracelet and that was, like, one of the easiest, like, check-ins I think I've ever done. Yeah, so um, there were a lot of good costumes, and I saw William Shatner again for the second time, so that was uh. pretty good. Still rambly as ever. I love him. The Nintendo had a booth there with Smash Ooh. Brothers, and, um, yeah, I'm not getting Smash Brothers. <laughs> okay, let me put it this way. I didn't actually play it because it was overrun with kids, but there were a lot of really frustrated people playing the 3DS. And at first I was like, why are they so frustrated? I mean, it seems pretty straightforward. Until I got home and I read the news that Nintendo is not going to allow people with the older 3DSs to use the stick. It's not going to be usable at all. Oh. So I was like, oh, so my easy smashes are not allowed for me. You're going to make me buy a new system for that. No, go fuck yourself, Nintendo. I didn't buy that 2DS just because, well, I did kind of buy it for the collection. But <laughs> I bought it in anticipation that I was going to be able to buy Smash Brothers for all three of those systems, which is actually more expensive. But I was going to do it so that people, when they come over, could play. But now that I know this knowledge, I'm like, fuck it. I don't want the game because you're basically forcing me to buy a new system. Oops. And I'm sorry, I'm not buying a Wii U. Go fuck yourself. You fucked up this generation. Yeah, it was kind of a dick move. Yeah. I know, it's really dick, because like, I want... It's Smash Brothers. I mean, I bought my 3DS for Animal Crossing and Smash Brothers. Those two games were the only reason I bought that system. And then when Animal Crossing just blew chunks, because they just fucked it up to hell and back, because they broke a lot of things, now the animals are lobotomized, blah, blah, blah. So I'm just done. Nintendo is just basically... It's like the N64 days again. <clears throat> but you know you should never yeah. say never because Nintendo yeah. whenever they piss off the fans that's when they yeah. go into panic mode and panic mode Nintendo is what gets you horizontal games on a disc exactly for free. yeah and so I'm actually I'm actually kind of like I'm not gonna say I'm done with Nintendo for forever but I am gonna say that they have fucked up again yeah 
and I'm just sort of stepping back for a while because uh-huh. I can't, I'm not, I'm not going to put up with that. Like, that's just bullshit that I don't get something just, well, and the reasoning is, is because you tear up your system because that, that particular, uh, the circle pad is not strong enough for it or blur, 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 blur. I'm like, well then fuck you for giving me an inferior product. That's not an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> Oh well, Nintendo's in one of those stages where they got too high on the hog, and and now the the fall is very is very very long. Mm. Yeah, remember the N sixty four. Yes. Well, yeah. um, got some good news. Uh, Thomas Revore was able to raise all the money he needed for his mother's surgery. So oh, good. The uh, yeah, I saw that. Was a success. Yo, I saw that. It was excellent. Did you see the pieces that came out? Yeah, I saw a couple of them. They were really good. Uh, it's, uh, Ian's, there's a, Ian's were pretty good. Yeah, there's a funny story about uh, about one of his he did was based off of an ad lib. Huh. And uh, the ad lib was, uh, I, I think I told the story in the chat, but I'm going to tell it again because it's funny. But, uh, okay, there we go. Basically, uh, you know, I, I, I bought uh, five words, and one of my words was T-shirt. And... I wanted to put wife beater in, but I decided not to because I was afraid that nobody would know what a wife beater was. So I was like, okay, I'll say T-shirt. And when this one came up, T-shirt, and someone else put the word contradict, and that was the ad lib, T-shirt contradict. And uh, that was when I revealed I actually was going to say wife beater, but I decided on T-shirt instead. And some people was like, (gasps) in the chat, and I was like, Oh boy, and they told me you should just use the word tank top, Ben. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, it's kind of like you know, like why we don't call um, Brazil nuts by the other name, you know, <laughs> or or um, in the American South, I think like grape grape tomatoes are also referred to as that, and we don't use those terms anymore. So I guess it's sort of a case of. Yeah, it's sort of like it's a southernism, but it's probably one of those southernisms that probably should just be left behind. Kind of like, but, you know, like in toes. But that was what Ian came up with with T-shirt and contradict. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, I thought it was clever. Uh, it, yeah, but people don't really hear that. Like, I've actually found people saying things like they don't they've never heard the term double beaten his wife. You know, when it when it's raining and the sun's out. Oh. Yeah, and I've had some people pretty offended by that as well. Because, like, beating his wife? What? Well, someone like, actually, oh, yeah. So someone got upset at me for saying Indian summer. For long summer. Now, that one's not offensive. Now, Indian uh, giver is, like, offensive. Someone actually got offended at me saying... Someone got offended at me saying Indian summer. Well, that's a silly one. That one doesn't make any sense. Which which just means it's a long summer. It's a yeah yeah, but I can I can see, but like that one's a bit uh, anyway. Language is stupid. Okay, but yeah. that's uh, that's the wife beater story part two. Yeah. Oh, uh, we're gonna get the uh, Saturn controllers working very soon on our uh, new media machine. Awesome. Uh, so we're going to be playing Hotful Boyfriend using. Saturn controllers, which is probably the best thing ever. That is the best thing ever. Everything I'm going to take. I'm going to Saturn controllers. I'm going <laughs> to take, vi- take a video of it. Just be like, I am reliving the Tokimeki Memorial Days. Yeah, it's going to be great. When I was growing up, I thought epitome was pronounced epitome. <laughs> epitome. Look at how it's spelled. I know. I know. Oh, um, that's like a guy I knew in college. He was drunk off his ass and he came out and he said you know bon jovi is a great band but what if it was uh like von joby wouldn't it be better and we were <laughs> like what and then it evolved into a cult from there of von joby the cult of von joby there's yeah. a joke Were they like wanted? That. Uh, well, you you chant you chanted the name Joby, and he would come, and he would give you great victory or some bull. I can't remember all of it anyway. And I remember like you just write it everywhere. 
Were you a cowboy? <sighs> was the knight on his side? There's well, a we joke had... like that in uh, in we Radical a... Dreamers, the the English version. Yeah. Somebody did a did a fan translation, and there's a character that's kind of related to uh, Slash Flea, and uh, oh, and, that's and a they, joke they, all through Con- Chrono Trigger. Yeah, yeah, and so they they had to come up with the name for this character, and they were like, "Well, let's name him Vic Van Jovi." Oh. <laughs> Well, we actually got stopped from putting Joby. We wrote Joby everywhere. And, you know, when you're writing it in all caps and I looks like a one, well, at the university, they had been telling um, all the the house cleaning staff that cleanliness is job one. So she thought we were writing job one everywhere. (laughs) And telling her that she was not cleaning well enough. So, oh, oh, that's hilarious. Oh, and we loved her, so we stopped. So that was the end of Joby because oh. that is a great story, though. I know it was like it all was fun, and then oh, oh God. and she was so good. The university was just a bunch of bitches. <laughs> it's not as good as my how I got the washing machines fixed story. The washing machines were broken. They wouldn't come fix them. Well, there's two of stories, but this is the better one. Um, they wouldn't come fix them again, but they put up ads in the wa- in the washroom, like advertising their services and shit. So I broke into the uh, into the frames, and I replaced it with porn. And <laughs> I called them up and I said, "What are you displaying on your ads?" Blur, 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 blur. You have money for ads, but not for cleaning. And blur, blur, blur. And they came and replaced them. They took them down, actually. And then the washing machines got fixed. So, and the other time I called them up and I was like, you haven't fixed the washing machines. And they were drunk <laughs> on the other end of the phone. At least they weren't indifferent. Like, yeah, we know. Hang up. No, they did. They said, yeah, we know. And they were drunk and they were having a party. So I said, Cool. I called up. Are you, are you sure this wasn't the VCR repairs uh, from uh, from Red no, Letter no, Media? <laughs> no, I actually just saw that, and I and like no, uh, no, this this uh, this was a totally. They were laughing at me the whole time while saying, like the washing machines are not are not working, and they're just laughing at me on the phone. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll call the university and I'll tell them that you were drunk on the phone. Awesome. And, because but, this sounds like a Red Letter Media episode. Yeah, yeah, that was really funny because like that episode was pretty good. I like the review of of Transformers Four. That was pretty good. Two junkyards fighting each other. <laughs> well, I mean, like it was so short. Like, and that's because I've I've heard some things about the movie. Like, there's a there's a scene in which like the father confronts the male lead over being twenty, and the female lead is like seventeen. So there's sort of like you know she's a minor. And so they start spouting off about Romeo and Juliet laws. And then the guy, the the 20-year-old, pulls out a laminated card stating the law regarding age of consent in, like, Texas. I haven't seen it, but I've heard the scene is in there. And I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I have a laminated card that states the legal length of a of a knife blade in texas that's that's understandable because cops don't know yeah but having age of consent in your wallet implies that you go around creeping on younger women that's kind of (laughs) like just randomly he goes uh you know the age of consent in japan is 13 and we're just like uh yeah yeah i know that it used to be 13 in hawaii and then they changed that so you know we're just like, why do you know that? But like I said, I just thought it was funny that, uh, <clears throat> you know, I, I have to carry that around because because they're like, hey, that knife looks a little big there. And they try to do the hand palm thing. I'm like, that's not what the law says. Like, oh, it doesn't say anything about hand palm. Uh, it's like, well, that's how I was thought. I was like, well, here, section 15-4 says that the, that the length of a pocket knife, a folding pocket knife, 
is five and a half inches yep. for the blade. And, well, and that makes sense. But that makes sense. You're, but you're not going around dating 17-year-olds and and ha- and handing out a laminated card that well, says that you, you know, can date 17-year-olds. Well, it's just it's just like the man said. You know, you know, they get younger, but I stay the uh. same. You know, I honestly, like, we could get into my my ideas, but like the thing is, is like that just is a, such a weird fucking scene to put in a movie, especially a movie that's supposed to be about robots fighting. Uh, I I think Neil got my I, I got it. I, I got it too. I, it just Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Uh, You've got the touch. You got the bad touch. Uh, oh, and there's <laughs> lots of jokes about like grabbing sticks too. I've, Oh, I got that. I, I did that joke to, to uh, JT. Oh, yeah? Where I said, here, here JT, here's a leaked scene from oh. Transformers 4 of oh. uh, Mark Wahlberg. In Boogie Nights. <laughs> yes. Nice. He thought it was hilarious. Well, so, I mean, that, so that's, that's good. He, he seems like he's pretty cool. I actually have a, a weird twitch in my neck that I've had since childhood. And the funny thing is I have friends that see me do it sometimes. They'll be like, better okay? I'm like, I've, I say, I've done this all my life, and you just now noticed it. But basically what it is, is uh, especially with the temperature change, uh, uh, my whole neck twitches, and my head like tilts to the left, and my left shoulder like twitches up. It's like, it sounds like a nerve is getting hit. Like, probably by pre- like some pressure thing is causing a nerve thing. Yeah. But I, like I said, I've had it since... Uh, had, had I've had it since I was a kid. I always had it, and, so, and it's really funny to me is with longtime friends just now notice it. Like, well, you know, you're around someone long enough, you start to notice it, you know. And also, like temperature changes, like only occur like certain times of the year, so could have been like and I, I like just, a uniform. I, I just think it's funny because when my family just recently noticed it, I'm like, really? <laughs> it's amazing when people don't notice. It's like. People I've known all my life will just suddenly be like, oh, my God, you're left-handed. And I'm like, yeah. You're left-handed? How did I never notice? (laughs) Because your art should have been able to show me that. Well, I'm also, like, constantly flipping the the picture over whenever I'm drawing it, so – you're getting like yeah. me drawing in both directions, so you really, I guess, you really couldn't be able to tell anyway. Mm. Maybe the older, maybe the older strips, because yeah, some of those were inks before they were scanned. So the characters lean to the lean to the left. Mm, maybe actually, I've noticed that that's only a problem I have with the tablet. It's uh, like yeah. when mm. I draw on paper, I don't really have that problem, but on the tablet, I'm like, God damn it! And that's why I have to keep flipping the page over because then I notice it. See, the, I. I... I don't see it otherwise. Go ahead. See, no, no. See, I have a similar problem too, but I think I, I like do it more on paper because of the way I sit. And it's also because I, I do have a right. It leans to the right, like with me, because my left eye, yeah, my left too. eye is so weak. Um, everything leans to the right, but the computer is like a godsend because it really honestly is like I can you're right. The flipping really helps. It, it lets me go, okay, you totally fucked that up. Go fix that. It's just amazing what you don't notice until you flip the picture over. And then it's like, it looks like everyone yeah. needs a VA. Well, what I used to do is I used to hold it up to the light. Like I would like pick it up, hold it up to the light, see what I need to change. But of course, you know, once you've got it flipped back, you don't see it again. And it's just like, ah, so yeah, computers are the best thing in the world, but um, I'm probably going to have to go because I'm very hungry. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll have a Aussie meat pie. Ooh, actually, that's a good idea. I should walk down there and get some. All right. I'll do it. Okay, good. All right. I'll see you all later. All right. Bye. Good night, Kitty Good night.